0: Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I
1: know. You want me to be that type of-
0: So after about forty-five minutes of technology problems, I don't like to usually show people how the sausage gets made around here. We show people our sausage probably more often than we mean to.
1: Sausage is shown a lot around. Right, the, right. The Not yeah. headquarters.
0: How it gets made, also, which is the real gruesome part. If you yeah, want to know, very yeah. gruesome. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so the sausage gets made real slowly around here, uh, especially when it comes to technology opportunities uh because we had new technology here in the recording studio which is a bar uh because this is a very special episode this is a big fucking deal episode for two two reasons which required us to bring in new technology first of all because uh, we is didn't so- actually use that anyways, anyways. no no so um, first of all we're gonna break some news later on this podcast we're gonna get there but we wanted a big fucking deal out of that.
1: I got some news, guys. I yes. Got some this, news is, this is the
0: first time that the Daves I know has ever actually broken news. And this one comes with a hefty grain of salt on it's,
1: it. It's soccer tangential. let yes, that way. Uh, it's
0: soccer-adjacent <laughs> content. Um, second of all, this is the first time that we're going to actually have uh, an interview on the podcast. Now... A uh, super special guest. If you a will. super special guest. We'll talk. We'll, we'll introduce him in a moment here. But I, I want to clear something up. I want to clear up the air. First of all, we have adamantly said on this podcast, if you're an avid listener, and you are obviously everyone is, um, that we don't like having guests on podcasts. We actually poke fun at other podcasts for doing it, um, and and I stand by that. I think that 99 times out of 100, podcast. So here, let me give you an example. Okay, uh, do either of you guys listen to Grant Wall's podcast? Not
2: no. since
1: he switched to the interview format. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's
0: Who's Grant Wall? Who's Grant? Yeah, right, right. Not Not since she switched to the uh, dire predictions about Minnesota United format. Yeah, uh, you're gonna want to get nice and close to that microphone. You guys are gonna get nice and close. So, um, so no, it, his podcasts are exclusively interviews, right? And here's what an interview sounds like to me on a podcast. So, uh, Kyle Laren, tell us what it's like to score a goal in MLS. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, real good.
1: It's fun.
0: How about we we continue to throw you these softballs for 35 minutes? (laughs) That is what 99% of the podcasts are. This is going to be a little bit more hashtag content oriented. Uh, With us today, we have uh, Spencer Agnew. You pronounce your last name Agnew? That's correct. So here's the thing. Agnew is based on um, uh, the origin of that word is Latin for onus, which would be lamb. Did you know that?
2: Well, I learned that listening to an episode of the Days I Know. Did I mention ago. that before? Um, <laughs> I say that all the time, apparently. Yeah. yeah, I never heard that. It's true. Yeah. Now
0: you know it. So I'm having trouble not pronouncing your name Spencer on you <laughs> for lamb, you know, lamb of God. I,
1: I thought you were going with Onius, which is Latin for. Anus. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going a whole other direction, man. A whole other direction.
0: No, when uh so so when they say Lamb of God, you know, and the, those like yeah, canticles an- and stuff, it doesn't mean anus of God. That's yeah. That's what I that's <laughs> what
1: I presumed that my Catholic uh faith uh, fairly uh right. failed me here.
0: Oh, well, in <laughs> Catholicism, it's my, my Catholic, all about God shitting, My faith you, failed
1: it? me a long time ago. Your my, faith Catholic, failed, ed- yeah. my Catholic education <laughs> is what failed me.
0: All right, we're almost four minutes in. We've accomplished nothing here. Uh, so, with us, we have Spencer uh, Agnew. We have him on for, for one specific reason, then to get some general feedback. Um, we're huge fantasy people. Um, I've got a level 32 orc in MLS Fantasy right now whom I'm trying to get to that next level of experience so that I can take on Goloroth, uh the mighty. Uh, but until I do that, we're going to talk to you about MLS Fantasy. So, you are on top of the, the league by a hefty margin at this point for the Daves I know. Um, you're and every week it's just staggering and really uh, humbling is the word that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, it's like hundred and one points like consistently every week. It's <laughs> right. It's very strange and uh, yeah and uh, yeah humbling is a very good word, a good, very good way to put it. So, right.
0: so we we want to ask you a little bit about technique. We want to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on fantasy. We want to ask you about your thoughts on the Loons, sure. uh, and and how they play in MLS. Uh, those of you who want to see more of the sausage getting made uh, we had to boil it down to two microphones tonight so Dave Zeller and Spencer Anius <laughs> are gonna be borderline locking lips here to get this done yeah. so uh, I'm gonna ask you two gentlemen to get right in front of the mic when you talk all right
1: absolutely so uh, Spencer why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your soccer fandom how you came to soccer, how you came to Minnesota. Um,
0: What's it like to score a goal in yeah, MLS, I think yeah, is what he's yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, why,
1: don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we
2: jump into the fantasy stuff. There yeah, sure thing. Um, I mean, I've been playing soccer since I was a kid. Um, what position? Usually forward, midfield, and then as I got older, back to defense because I didn't have the skill to kind the of— The gram so. model. Yeah, yeah. Grand, exactly. Yeah, I got Paul, you. The Gram-Zussi model, exactly. Uh, came up to Minnesota from Oklahoma for grad school. Uh, about six years ago stuck around here. I've actually met my wife who's a Minneapolis native on my CSC rec soccer team um, And yeah, I've been following the, the <laughs> Zeller loose. and I
0: just looked at each <laughs> other and nodded like <laughs> like two fucking knowing parents like oh, yeah Oh, yeah budding romance. We've yeah, been there, <laughs>
2: right? Um, been following Minnesota United, you know, since they were the stars had a few friends from grad school that took me out to the Nessie to catch some games we actually sat with the dark clouds. I didn't really know what it was at the time, but in the days where they sat behind the opposing team's bench, so got some of that experience when it was uh, still like that, and kind of became a season ticket holder once Bruce McGuire bought the team and saw their vision, and I kind of went all in. Sure. What do you think of their vision now? Well, um, I like it. I am kind of worried about the the talent and scouting uh, aspect of the front office, but I think they got a kind of good bones to to build on.
0: <laughs> that's a very positive. You know, they've got the bones. I yeah. think that's a good. Yeah, effect.
1: that's that's fair. Um, that's really cool. That's it's good to actually like meet people who are actually in the stadium with me when I was at, at games like I never known. Like it's that's a it's kind of one of the cool things that has happened over the last um, course of course the last several years is that we are like we used to be like this like really exclusive club where you didn't talk to anybody else and now all of a sudden it's like. There's a ton of people like, oh yeah, I was, I would go to soccer games at the Nessie, like. And I was like, well, why the I, fuck I didn't I ever means? meet you? And you're like, yeah. What the shit, man? We've been, yeah. we could have been friends like three years ago. Now we have to be friends was... now, which is cool. But like, we could have been friends three years ago.
0: Meet a lot of people like that, yeah. or else they're just fucking posers who are just like, oh, I remember back when we were the uh, looks up Wikipedia, uh, the stars, <laughs> like, yeah. You don't know shit. Like the, I, the the number of people who've told me that story is greater than the attendance was back in those <laughs> days. So I I know bullshit when I hear it. So how did you find the Dave's I know?
2: I honestly. Very good yeah, that's a very so good question. Remember, I maybe most people don't remember the where they were the first time they. You know, when we were ramping up to the start of the season, I was kind of looking for all the Minnesota United content I could find just because I was so excited. I'm sure I just saw it on Twitter or Reddit or something and downloaded it and really enjoyed listening to it. You guys are probably the funniest and uh, one of the top three minnesota united podcasts for sure we're one of the
0: top three minnesota united <laughs> podcasts
1: fucking, fucking reddit god <laughs> damn it reddit all right that's where most
0: of our uh, <laughs> most of our site links come <laughs> from yeah content all that's of our, our, clicks our content there, yeah.
1: comes from actually is from reddit so <laughs> oh.
0: i uh yeah never mind oh, i'm not go gonna go down that rabbit hole yeah
1: thanks thanks for thanks for listening man glad to ha- glad to have you here definitely glad to be here yeah.
0: So I want to talk about MLS Fantasy. So you probably, as a listener, look up to people like me for, uh, I wanted to say knowledge, but I don't think it's knowledge. I think it's wisdom, really, where uh, soccer is concerned uh, tactically in terms of which players to watch out for. I'm sure a lot of your picks are based on the kind of content that I'm feeding each week. Now, that said, it surprises me that I'm doing so much more poorly than you. uh, And I still think it's because one week I forgot to update my lineup. That's probably For the reason God I'm like <laughs> to
1: update his lineup. Yeah, that happened
0: when so I think that's the reason I'm like three hundred points behind you. So um, I, let, let me ask you just just building blocks questions. Um, it's Monday morning. Maybe you don't even fucking do it on Monday, I don't know. I do. it's, it's it's Monday morning. What's what's your approach? What are the steps you take to think about the approach you're gonna take that week?
2: Sure, and I actually do recommend doing it on Monday so you're I mean if assuming you watch MLS or at least follow the results, it's kinda of fresh in your mind. Um, first thing I do is look at the schedule. You want to see when the roster deadline hits. You got to watch out for those Wednesday, Wednesday game weeks. A lot of people, catches a lot of people, they kind of forget to update their teams in advance of that. So that's number one. Um, start looking at the matchups. You know, I'm kind of looking for who I think's going to get a clean sheet usually. Basically, anyone playing Colorado, San Jose, RSL.
0: I've played that tactic before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: sporting Kansas City or Orlando, New York Red Bulls at home. Mm-hmm. kind of looking for those to be my – and I just try to pick who are my uh, my top two picks to get a clean sheet, and that's where I'm going for my goalkeepers and defenders that week. Sure. And
0: so are, are you mostly about matchups then, or is that just around the defense? You're more focused on the, the matchup of the team for overall. both.
2: Okay. But offense also, I'm um, – Picking out the weaker defenses, Houston, um, East Minnesota, although that's gotten better. Um, any power offense that's at home, Seattle, Toronto, Anytime those guys are at home, you got to look it at them. It sounds like
0: you pay a lot of attention to who's home and who's away. Would you say that's true?
2: I almost exclusively pick home team players. Interesting. Um, maybe one or two road players a week. but
0: That ambient noise is me writing things down <laughs> right
2: now. <laughs> I mean – I think the stat is home teams in MLS win 50% of games, road teams win 25%. So, just right there, you're more likely to get the goals and the clean sheets from home teams. So, just by picking home players alone, you're kind of getting a leg
1: up. So that's a good starting point. Uh, do you have so? Do you have any players? So I'm, I'm presuming you do a lot of transfers. Then, um, do you have any players that you are consistently using week to week? Yeah, I mean. One
2: thing that's been really fun this season is the unlimited transfers. In years past, it was you only had two a week, and it was a real pain to kind of had to really plan ahead. So it's nice having that freedom. Uh, This year, players I'm almost always picking Jimmy Bedranda for Kansas City because he's playing out of position. He's a defender in fantasy playing as a forward or winger.
0: That's and I I just I'm not sorry to interrupt your flow there. I double down on that if I see a guy who is listed somewhat out of position, but. Uh, in, in, a, in a more aggressive way. So, for instance, uh, if someone someone like Graham Zussi, I think Graham Zussi is still listed as a midfielder there, but he's playing defensively, not so hot on that because, I mean, hes right. you, you get more points as a defender who's going to score goals, get assists, things like that. But he's playing the opposite direction. Madranda has the exact opposite exactly. uh, effect. Yeah. You
2: want to avoid people that are kind of having the <laughs> playing out of position playing defense when they're listed as offense because they don't get the benefit of the shutout points. Yeah, Madranda has been awesome this year. He gets – a lot of shutouts. He's been subbed out after the 60th minute where they they still have the shutout. Um, and even if they lose it after he gets subbed out, they still get the he still gets the shutout points. Right. So he's like almost a must have um, right now. The only other two that I would almost always have would be Giovinco and Ladero. They're the two most expensive players in MLS, but there's a, it's a reason, for a reason. That, yeah. There are so many ways they get points. They score they get assists they're taking free kicks and corners they just rack up uh what is called bonus points in the fantasy you know passes completed being fouled making key passes so they just have so many ways that they can just rack up a ton of points it's uh they definitely are two players i would almost always want to have in my lineup
0: how many games each week
2: are you able to watch it varies i i watch a lot of mls i have mls live um, assuming it's a low-key weekend, I'll probably watch three or four. Okay. You know, I'll add all the Loons games and I'll always watch our games away. and
0: then probably What does your wife think about that? <laughs> <laughs> is she in with you on that or is she it, occasionally like, hey, how about we uh, play Bridge or I'm whatever? I'm definitely
2: watching on my laptop because I can't. Monop- she does get mad if I monop- monopolize the TV. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so... Uh, Full matches, or do you watch like the 30 minute uh, abridged version of the matches later? I've tried to watch some abridged versions of the matches later. My wife, who I met uh, following Minnesota United, as a matter of fact, is not a huge fan of that. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am watching the full matches on the weekend usually. Um, the condensed matches are nice if you're. I don't really watch them unless I'm trying to kind of research for my fantasy team if there's a couple players I'm not sure of and I want to see kind of, you know, how what kind of chances they're getting, how the coach is kind of playing them in the team. I might watch the condensed match to to feed my uh, lineup for that week.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, are you are, so I got two thoughts. Yeah. I guess a thought and a question, okay? First of all, I'm going to go counter you on this. I don't like the unlimited transfers. I think that ta- I think that was an element of strategy that I really liked. Having to, it made the beginning of the season really meaningful when you had to set up that team. And I think that picking for that long haul is a really interesting challenge to me, understanding who's going to get international call ups. That doesn't matter anymore. I mean, you change that on a week by week basis if there's international call ups, but all of a sudden I'm taking the best players and I'm weighing that, you know, Javinko is never getting international call ups. Awesome. You know, he's a slam dunk, but the rest of these guys you got to think carefully about, not true anymore. Every week is a fresh uh, whatever second is kind of a thought and a question uh are you somebody who tactically is thinking about squad value you're trying to find bargains and then turn that into you know buy low eventually sell high if you think about it that way and now you can afford better guys or are you like week by week i want to pick the best squad that week and you know my overall squad value be damned i
2: wouldn't say i'm looking for bargains i am looking for value increase potential especially early in the season Um, we call that
0: a bargain (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, actually I'd say the the high value players like the Giovinco's and Lodero's are actually the most likely to have the rapid increase in value cuz you got to get 10 points or so or more to have the the 0.2 million increase in a week. So I I'm kind of trying to taking chances for players that have the most potential to score over 10 even if they might underperform that week just to have that chance at a value increase. I I, t- I kind of shy away from the, the budget players, unless it's like a really good pick. I like uh, Raheem Edwards for Toronto right now. He's, a, he's at 3.9 million, and he's uh, starting at left wing. He's gotten assists, or almost assists, in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I don't, I'd avoid the true budget players, unless it's maybe the
0: last spot in your lineup you're trying to fill, so you can afford someone like Giovinco or Ladero. Thinking about a young guy, uh, what is he, about 16 years old now from uh, Montreal, Tabla, who's about 3.8, and he's starting to actually see some time, so, again, value increase there, but in a lineup where you get to choose between that and the players who are going to perform right now at a high level, it's tough, uh, you know, it's not tough, it's easy, it's easy, you pick the better players. A
2: good way to uh, incorporate those budget players is through what's called a, a switcheroo, you guys... Is that what it's called? Yeah. A switcheroo? A switcheroo. Okay. So... The, the rules for substituting players into your lineup allow you, there's a way you can see one player's score and then decide do you want to keep that player or manager sub in someone else behind them. So you, um, you basically, you'll have a scrub player in your starting lineup who is guaranteed not to play, then on your bench in the first position is the, someone who plays early in the week that you want to see their score once the game happens, if they score well enough, you kind of leave it, and they'll automatically sub in with the autom- auto sub feature. Mm-hmm. If you don't like their score, you take, uh, you do the manager sub, and take the second guy on your bench and put him in ahead of him, and just hope he gets a better score. Sure, it's kind of a way to hedge your bets, and it's kind of a, it's an advanced technique, and you can just Google MLS fantasy switcheroo to kind of. There's articles out there for how to do
1: it. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize this was a fucking thing. <laughs> I'm, I think actually now, I was, now that I think about it, I think I m- remember like my mm-hmm. wife Googling MLS fantasy, and like I think maybe figuring this out, and, like mentioning it this to me. I was like, oh yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, you can do totally do that. I don't know. Yeah. I had no, I had no fucking idea.
2: Yeah, it's you know just yeah look on Reddit or Google it. I so I last it on last week. I had Raheem Edwards as a switcheroo, so I got to see his score first. Oh yeah, he he scored an eight, which is I'm perfectly happy with. Right, right. I just let him auto sub in. Okay. And behind him, I had uh, Gonzalez Perez, a center defender for Atlanta, who has he's been getting good points. But I was, you know, if if Raheem Edwards had scored low, I could have uh, manager subbed him in. Would have been happy with that. Can you make
0: a can you make a sub that changes your formation then?
2: You can, as long as you uh, conform to the maximum position limits. So you right, can only right. have up to five defenders,
0: three right. forwards, etc. Which I mean, that's bullshit, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I want to play, if I want to play a two-three-five, <laughs> fucking nineteen ten style, I should be able to do that. But whatever, I don't Agreed. make the rules, I guess.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, going back to some sort of the tactics stuff. What is like? What do you think is like the one? Obviously, there's probably tons of drawbacks to. The way that MLS runs their fantasy versus something like Taga. I don't know if you play Taga at all. No. Um, Taga is a little different. You can do you can do sort of the same thing um, like MLS, but you can also do like head-to-head fantasy, um, and they actually use more um, numbers. That's is very big in the EPL, um, okay. so you 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 can get a better like overall comprehension of a player and sort of what they do versus just like passes completed assists, goals, MLS, Fantasy, even two or three years ago, was very basically goals, assists, cards, right. clean sheets, things like that. So they've actually got a little bit better with some of the stuff. But um, what do you see as like the one thing that MLS Fantasy could fix tomorrow that would make the game even more fun than it is right now?
0: Besides not having unlimited subs, which is the <laughs> obvious answer.
2: I honestly, I think the unlimited subs... I think the biggest challenge MLS Fantasy has had is getting players, more players committed to playing throughout the season. Um, you know, I've played in years past, and it, it kind of dwindles throughout the season. The more complicated it is, I think players kind of just give up, especially kind of the, uh, you know, the moderate fans that kind of loosely follow MLS but aren't kind of hardcore to, Like you know. no. <laughs> yeah. right.
1: oh, Fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you.
2: So I, I as much as it's uh, kind of takes some of the skill and planning out of the game, I like the unlimited subs. This is the first year I've had uh, friends play that have stayed playing past the first
1: two weeks of the season.
0: <laughs> it's kind, it's kind of nice to have people who care, isn't right. it? Yeah, it's a lot more fun.
1: So do you do you play any other fantasy sports, or is it just just
2: soccer? Just soccer. So you know, I've always seen my friends and family playing fantasy football, and just wishing I had the same group playing fantasy soccer so I'm glad this year at least some of my some of my buddies are playing giving the fantasy MLS a try
1: but yeah that's the only the only thing I play so the thing the thing about fantasy fantasy MLS versus fantasy football or they're very similar in that the the stats are very simple it's a little harder to quantify for someone who's not as familiar with soccer as someone everybody in in the United States grows up with football so they understand Yards and completions and all that, TDs and things like that. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I play a really in a very intricate fantasy baseball league, so I'm like more stats, please, more stats. But uh, I I can completely get it. So I think you're right. I think it would, it's, it is more fun when more people are actually like trying to to do well. And I don't know the Dave I we got probably. Probably twenty five or thirty people of the fifty or so that are in it that are actually trying. Yeah. Really try- so, yeah. yeah, That's a good that's good percentage. percentage. Yeah, it's a pretty good percentage. I mean Colin Salberg is probably trying but not doing very well. But uh, you know.
0: He's tr- he's trying in so far as he tries anything in his life. <laughs> yeah. Hi Colin. He left us a very nice review on iTunes, by the way.
1: Did he? Yeah, he did. Five yeah, stars. Awesome. Yeah. Five stars, he's of course. A,
0: he's a sweet young man so uh what have been your takes on minnesota united's beginning of the season rough start uh it's uh become more temperate and what comes next what do you think
2: well i mean other than the obvious my concern now is that the how much the offense is kind of lagging in the last few weeks um especially last week wasn't very impressed with uh Venegas and molino particularly Venegas, just not creating much so i kind of see Kind of a number 10 attacking mid is our biggest hole right now and i'm really hoping that um south american scouting trip might generate a potential future signing there because i think that's that's our biggest need
0: they specifically said that quote nothing is jumping out at them right now before the window closes so uh unless they were being coy which they've done before uh no I mean, unless it's going to be a summer signing I or something. I
1: mean, I don't think anything is going to jump out. At th- I think that quote, <clears throat> they're not signing anybody, like, inter- international yeah. players. But well, you just said South America. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about.
0: But, yeah, I mean, could they could they well, find within MLS? I mean, as, as sure. Jeff
1: has alluded to, like, on Twitter, I think even on the 551 podcast, like, they haven't signed anybody from that Argentina trip that they took last year. Uh, so I think that it will be – and then – um, it's part of our, sort of, actually, our United News. This is maybe a good segue. Is that Amos McGee is actually headed to Chile for a scouting trip? Uh, actually, I think he might be in Chile right now. Um, and so, you're right. I, I don't think there's going to be any sort of international signings. Um, but that window closes on Monday. It would su- It honestly wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota makes a trade with somebody. Um, maybe even the Revolution, as they have clearly, you know. Made some they bring moves. back Femi. Bring back Femi, maybe. No, no, no. Colin, <laughs> let's let's rehash That's that trade Colin, again. Colin,
0: uh, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Colin told me not to tell anybody, but I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell hundreds of people right now. Um, tens, of, tens of people. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell tens of people. Um, Colin suggested to me the other day at the game. He said, "I may be drunk, and I want you to just chalk this up to drunk Colin." But I'm starting to agree with you about the shuttleworth <laughs> and Femi trade. It was the best moment of my life. It goes basically that moment. Uh, the day my kids were born, uh, the day we started this podcast, <laughs> and the day I got married. i mean, it's, it's <laughs> Way Mostly man. those, yeah.
1: That sounds about right. That yeah. sounds about right. So All right. Well, anyways. good to know. Um,
0: so, in summary, you're saying United are totally fucked. Is that – I mean, if I pretty much – I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think I've taken them out of your mouth, really.
2: No, I, I, I kind of – I think we have a good good building block to um, – you know, if we made the right signings, we could compete for that last, that last playoff spot, I think. Um, playoffs. <laughs> playoffs.
1: <laughs> Talking about playoffs. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, outside of that, I'm not expecting much out of the season, out of other than kind of seeing the team to continue to gel and players like Ramirez and Ibarra kind of getting the MLS experience and setting us up
0: for a pretty good year two, I think. There you go. Yeah. I like the long view. Yeah. So uh, Spencer, are you gonna hang out with us for the rest of this hashtag yeah, I'd be content, glad
2: to. Excited to kind of be
1: here, seeing it in person, and listen to you guys. Oh yeah, it's been real impressive. <laughs> I'm sure. If, if, if you're impressed, we should start selling tickets to this shit. Make, <laughs> make some goddamn money right. oh, off yeah. this thing. Have, uh, yeah, let
0: me. Re- I, I just want to throw this out there. While we were trying to set up for this stuff, apparently we looked so befuddled and confounded. Uh, and discombobulated that somebody walked up to us and it set a business card down silent didn't say a word just said a silent business you get that yeah, from a lot of women she yeah smiled at me like yeah you need this you need this yeah you need this <laughs> 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 and it was a business card for uh, a, uh an audio editing like company or service or something so apparently she took one look at us and said those people look like they don't know what the fuck is going on. Easy money. So, anyways, if you want this business card, yeah, you can. How would you like to be our intern? We've been we've been hunting for an intern for a while. They haven't set up our goddamn Facebook page yet. So
1: yeah, uh, especially considering you know this is we've done this 13 times already. So it's about time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you think we would get it? Okay, let's let's hop into the segment. <laughs> I want right. I want to close United News with our big news. Uh, start us off with our little news. Ooh,
1: yeah. Uh, so. Lots of little United pieces uh, this last week. Um, Fifty Five One reported obviously that Jeb Brofsky is on trial with Minnesota United, which is fucking awesome. And if he's
0: found guilty, they're gonna tear his yeah. like ACL again. I Pretty think. Pretty much. The-
1: so yeah. So he he tore his ACL uh, in October, uh, I believe October twenty second. So he's been out for six months. He stayed in the, in Minnesota. Um, he was. I think if he had not torn his ACL, he would have easily have been. Opening day lineup I don't know if he would have been starting But he would have been on the roster Opening day he, Then he had like Life-threatening blood clots Like he literally almost died um, Jeb Brofsky And he in, in During that time He's been rehabbing Getting ready Writing for the Howler Being on the Howler podcast he's Great fucking, pieces He's a really fucking funny guy Great Very pieces. great writer He'll do a lot of great stuff He's going to be on trial with Minnesota um, I think Minnesota basically said You get healthy You get fit come in we'll get you try and get you match fit so yeah. whether he signs with Minnesota or not like that's a really great fucking story I really hope he signs with Minnesota I like Jeb Brofsky. I like the Jeb yep. eyes um, they're it's a good good really good story
0: yep love the guy and uh, I have a I started playing a fantasy uh, tablet game called it uh, was it dungeon hunter I'm playing dungeon hunter and I have a character whose name is Jeb Brofsky so uh, for that reason I would like him to make a resurgence and make that a relevant name again so cool.
1: Cool, uh, well, I guess. <laughs> you, you, um, you
0: already hinted at some of our news yeah, about Amos McGee. Yeah, so Amos McGee, Amos
1: McGee yes, like you said, he's headed to Chile for a scouting trip. I'm not, they're very vague on how long it was going to be and exactly what teams he's going to be going down in scouting in Chile. Um, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, we haven't seen anybody out of the Argentina trip. We've obviously seen a lot of players from the, uh, the Nordic Scandinavian trip, trip yeah. the Scandinavian trip. Yep. Um, and we've seen some people from the Costa Rica That trip with uh, Cabo and Venegas. So, um, yeah. So, we'll see. Venegas obviously was from Montreal. But Cabo is uh, in Costa Rica. Yep. A couple other big things um, related to that, kind of, is that the MLS, like we alluded to, the MLS transfer window closes on Monday. That's the like more of the, the primary window the secondary window opens yep. um, in a little over a month and a half it, on July 10th and is open for about a month and this is so, for
0: international trade that's for international trade yep. so
1: yeah so you actually this is yeah the international trade window so you can still trade um, within the league which is different than most uh, soccer leagues where the window closes and then teams players cannot move um, there still can be some movement within the MLS uh, every players. time we
0: talk about MLS roster rules, I just want the gif of Zach Galifianakis counting cards with the numbers spinning <laughs> around his head because it's just impossible to understand. But yes, yeah, so anyways, yeah. no international trades after the magic away. Yeah. I said, I said what on Twitter or on Reddit or some shit today? I said, listen, It Was listen, on Reddit? I didn't see it. Yeah. I don't go on Reddit, <laughs> hey, we fucking, know it's a fucking cesspool. Whatever. I'm on Reddit. Yeah, okay? yeah, maybe that's the problem. Okay, I said every time God closes a transfer window. He opens a transfer door.
1: You must have said that on Reddit, because that that's a pretty good fucking joke. What do you think about that? I would have I retweeted that at least once. <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe from maybe from the, uh, the podcast website or a Twitter handle. So. A <laughs> um, couple other things. Um, so Minnesota United, there's been some stadium movement. Uh, they are soliciting construction bids, and they are actually buying materials, which is a good sign for them. They've got to the feel pretty confident about it. Yeah. yeah, so the projections, I think uh, Adam Jarvie... Uh, I saw his uh, something he tweeted out that basically, if, if everything goes to plan, they start uh, building this summer. Uh, end of 2018, November 2018 is when they should be finishing up, which means it's perfect for the beginning of 2019, which is what we've been saying all 13 fucking podcasts. Uh, 2019 is when this same will. open I didn't
0: think it'd be opening day 2019 though. i I'm thinking you know mid year or something. So no, no, I
1: think it'll be. Yeah. I always thought it would be beginning of the season 2019. Well, so. you, you were fucking right. I was wrong. Uh, well, we'll see. No shock there. Let's see, one other. Two other things. Uh, So, Joe Greenspan, who's on loan to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in the USL, he was actually named to the USL Team of the Week last week. He's been playing uh, 90 minutes for the last three weeks, I believe, down there, um, which is great. It's got to be the first Um, time
0: in, what, five years he's been getting that kind of consistent minutes. Yeah, I mean, for a three three game stretch. Maybe he's getting 90 minutes in in the Navy. Navy, (laughs) You won't get a lot of minutes.
1: Or. Yeah, it's, in the it's navy, hard, guys. It's, it's hard to do a kick around on a fucking submarine or some shit. So there We're are a an aircraft carrier. There are non-submarine jobs, huh? In well, the you navy. You kick a ball. You kick the ball off an aircraft carrier. It goes into the fucking oceans. So. All oh, right, do over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's actually been getting 90 minutes. Uh, sounds like he's gonna be coming back to Minnesota right before the U.S. Open Cup run. Give us a little. Ideally, depth. a run. Hopefully not yeah, just one yeah. fucking game. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a that's a hefty name for a one game so, against Des Moines Menace or whatever. So yeah, so that'll be in three to four weeks probably is when he'll be back in, in Minnesota. And then uh, the other thing before we do the big the big uh, news reveal, so people saw the Seat Geek partnership. Hopefully maybe so you like. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't? Okay. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> This is news to me. Okay. Well, I'm breaking.
0: I'm glad I'm listening to the podcast right (laughs) now. (laughs) Uh, So,
1: Minnesota United signed an agreement with SeatGeek to be like the official uh, reseller of uh, Minnesota United tickets. I can't remember, I think it was Ticket Hub they partnered with last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, SeatGeek is, if you listen to fucking podcasts, SeatGeek sponsors all the podcasts. You get 20 bucks off. Use the promo code Dave's I know. You will not get twenty bucks off your fucking SeatGeek Geek purchase, um, but you can do it. But no, they're send so. Us a, tweet us a picture of you trying. <laughs> Please, that would actually be a fucking hilarious. I want tickets to Minnesota United. Dave, Rhino. If we can
0: just start a twi- if we can just start a, a Twitter, uh, what do you call with the virals and the stuff, uh, where everyone just tries to use hashtag tdikmn to do all <laughs> kinds of internet related things that just never pans out. Please do that. It that, would make my day. That
1: would actually be that would be pretty yeah. hilarious. What basically what this means is that SeatGeek is the official reseller of Minnesota United tickets. You can you won't have to like scan your barcodes and shit in. Colin Soberg actually mentioned this. There was a conversation going on Twitter last week when this was our, when this was announced. Makes a lot of sense. Um, SeatGeek means that SeatGeek like spent money to become the official reseller of Minnesota United tickets. So I guess that's good in terms of marketing. They're getting people to buy their shit. Um, oh yeah speaking of marketing
0: speaking of marketing
1: we have breaking news here yeah on this is the, the first time that we've podcasts. ever broken um,
0: news and it is broken but let's lead this with a preamble okay one the news that, the news we are about to break is not going to make us any friends at Minnesota United okay if that organization had no contempt for us, they are about to have some.
1: Sorry, all my friends in the minute, so you're not are front I'm office. I'm very sorry. <laughs>
0: Second of all, this is meant to this is important, but also uh, meant to be illustrative of something that uh, the Daves I know has talked about and rallied against, which is what we think are Opportunities from a Minnesota United uh, marketing standpoint, we feel that they have not uh, integrated with the community uh, s- uh, sufficiently. To be blunt, and I say this uh, knowing people from the front office and loving them, literally, my my kids play with the kids of the people we're talking about. Um, it's there's never anything personal. We, you know, I work for Wells Fargo. I get organizational challenges. <laughs> you know, I get it. Um, that said, you know, we think there are opportunities, and this is going to underscore a big one that just rehashes some shit that we've said many. Many times. So, what are we going to talk about here, David?
1: So, we're going to talk about the people who won the trip to Rose City inaugural match sweepstakes. I don't know if you guys remember, um, before the season started, when it was announced that Minnesota United was playing in Portland, um, Minnesota United announced that they were going to give away tickets to uh, three fans. Big
0: contest.
1: Yeah, big contest. All you had to do was fill out the Google form with your name, your email, and your phone number, and they were going to pick winners. And they would announce those winners. Uh, and thank you. And uh, and so we had 153 people go to Portland for the opening match. And I talked to a lot of them because most of them were dark clouds. And not a single one of them actually ran into the people who won airf- not only tickets to the match, but airfare, a hotel room. It's a pretty big package, right? So this is this seems like a very amazing opportunity. You film them, you film them getting yep. on the plane, you film them getting off the plane, yep. sell it. You, you you film at the game. They're probably yeah. with they're probably with the Dark Clouds or with the with the the supporter section. At dark Clouds and T&E, like the supporter section yeah. in Portland. That would make a lot of sense. I don't know why you'd put them somewhere else in the stadium. Yep. You film this. You film the fans. It's a great going promo. Crazy. Yeah. There's so many opportunities here to create some marketing and create some viral marketing, honestly, at that because you can do this on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, whatever the fuck you want to do. So uh, some of us got to chatting several weeks after the the Rose City, the Portland trip, and like, wow, we don't know who won that trip. They never announced who won that trip. Um, And this kind of came me a uh, running joke between... uh, myself, Colin Soberg, uh a few other DCs, I'm not going to name because they, you know, I don't wanna you want to drag through, them I don't into want this. Them yeah. drag them through my own personal mud. Mine I should be fair, Colin's and my mud. Um and it got to the point where we're like, well, wow, yeah, it's so weird." And then we realized uh somebody, I believe it was uh Andy Lovegren went back and saw that you could request the names of the winners by sending us a, 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 a A request in in the mail Through the stale mail Through the USPS God bless the USPS They are fucking amazing And so Separate of that I put out a call It's like if you email me If you email the Dave's I know MN at gmail.com A question And include a address I will hand write you a letter And if you include an address To somebody else And a note I will literally write that In a note And address it to that person so I was really saying, I will tell people to fuck off via the postal service. If yeah. You give me an and address and a the, message. Yeah, you give me an address and a message, I will send it. Um, and I will pay for the postage, right? Um, so there was more chatter about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Colin Solberg decided to take me up on that offer and wrote yep. a question uh, and as well as a message to send to the Minnesota United uh, front office asking who the winners of the Rose City inaugural sweepstakes were. And I sent off a letter. On very awesome stationery, I might add. Had cats on it and books. (laughs) Um if you go back to our Twitter feed you can see uh like about two and a half weeks ago. You had a picture um, of the letter that she sent. Picture of the letter, picture of the stationery and all that. And guess Um, what? And guess what? They sent me a letter. Somebody's there
0: answering mail.
1: You had to attend you make it to attention of a certain person. I thought maybe that person had been fired already. Um they had not. Uh, and so, without further ado, breaking news here, I can announce who the winners of the <laughs> Miss United, United to Rose City Inaugural Match Sweepstakes are. They were. <laughs> they presuming were. Presuming that they know that they were. <laughs> uh, Michael Wozniak, Andrew Frost, and Emily Bergquist. If
0: you are Michael, Andrew, or Emily, if you could tweet the daves i know tdikmn on twitter and let us know if you even knew that you were the winner that would be wonderful that would
1: be fucking amazing seriously okay so if you want you can send us an email um i would give you a mailing address but i don't really want uh anybody to specifically (laughs) mail me (laughs) um so so here's
0: the bottom line obviously this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek that we're we are the ones that are un- unleashing news that is are old. why are we the ones talking about seven, this
1: seven eight weeks after the goddamn contest happened yes.
0: like it's one thing to say from a logistic standpoint it's too hard to get the right billboards up and it's too hard to get on people's fucking morning news i i don't know I, i'm not a marketing person it's to be fair that said, from a logistics standpoint I am, it is and ve- it's not hard it is, it, From a logistics standpoint, it is very simple To announce three winners and get people pumped For a really cool experience and stuff Minnesota uh, United, we've invested hundreds of dollars In this podcast, hundreds in season tickets Literally Hundreds writing for a website uh, For me, I, I write for several websites I'm sure that's true for you, Zeller uh, We're giving you this shit Give us something back Put in some effort here do we have anything else to say about this i don't know if we do it's uh
1: i'm just it's
0: how about this? honestly i was the- so
1: they got back to me so literally we, we recorded late last week because we recorded on thursday not wednesday i got this fucking letter on friday and my my wife texted me like this letter she had just sent me a picture of the, of the front of the letter i was like god damn it why not one day earlier we could announce this last week so i apologize I, I think i kept some people in suspense because i actually tweeted out Pictures of the letter and that it showed up in my house. I didn't want to. I didn't want to let it out to anybody. I just wanted to give it to the, the masses, the, the tens of masses of people that listen <laughs> my, to my podcast.
0: My favorite thing about the letter that Minnesota United sent you was that it doesn't even include like a preamble. It doesn't say like thank you for your inquiry. It's also it's, on like
1: it's like it's on they have like so you have letterhead right generally at your office that like we don't send letters
0: because it's the future now.
1: Wow. Anyways, so I send out letters because I'm a civilized person, and I actually have like some personalized uh, yeah, cats,
0: cats and books. We know. No, no, no.
1: That's not. I don't. I don't send. (laughs) I don't send shit like this out on my personalized stationery because I don't want you to know who the fuck I am. I didn't put. I didn't put a return address on there, uh, on the on the envelope. Um, but this is like looks like it was uh, uh, printed like an electronic stationery that they just printed onto a regular piece of paper. Not actual like this is definitely not like actual stationery that Mister United would send. Like contracts and shit It's dot right,
0: matrix so. Printer over here Just pointing that out it, d- like, it doesn't include Like anything Like thank you for your in- it, j- it literally just I'm like I'm sure
1: I'm the only Fucking person who actually Sent a request to m- this Must contest. be it's,
0: it's literally a piece of paper That has those three names on it yep. And there's almost literally No other words <laughs> on the piece there, of paper
1: there, there is a logo There's a logo It says winner's list
0: Yeah it just says winner's list And then the three names And those are all the words That are on this letter <laughs> Holy shit Could it be any more impersonal even the even the like the 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 template message would yeah. have been more personal than no words. Yeah, if it's you amazing. Know, if
1: you know any of these people, Michael Wozniak, Andrew Frost, or Emily Bergquist, please, 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 please get in touch with us. You can tweet at us at tdikmn, or you can email us at gmail.com. Tell us if
0: you knew this was happening. Um,
1: we can we'll, we can distort your voice if you want to come on the podcast and talk <laughs> about this. Just Nobody please. ever want to know. It. I want to know how their experience was because. I really thought that that's a sound like an amazing opportunity experience. Right. Like, please tell us how that experience was. All right,
0: fair enough. So I think we've belabored our, our pseudo news here. So let's uh, let's talk about the stuff that people came here to listen for. Let's talk about the game ahead. We didn't talk about the game that happened last week. We want to make time for Andrew. Talk that game. The game that happened last week. Uh, in short, it, it wasn't a lot of fun. And uh, it was like five days ago, so nobody cares anymore. So we're gonna talk about what's coming up, a game against Sporting Kansas City. Now, this is a game that MLS wanted to bill as like, ooh, a budding rivalry. Now, MLS does a lot of that kind of horse shit, right? Like, ooh, is there gonna be a United rivalry between Atlanta and DC? Maybe, but no, not because you just said it out loud. This, however, has a bit of history. There's a there's a bit of geographic proximity. Uh, they're the second closest team to us other than uh, Chicago, and that that matters. You know, Minnesota fans in general have other uh, other leagues and sports in which we're used to rooting against Kansas City, so that all matters. But then you come to the U.S. Open Cup history that we have against uh, Kansas City.
1: This is a team I'm excited to play, and I'm eager to say we kick their ass. I mean, I agree. I've I've watched the last three Minnesota Sporting Kansas City matches. Um, uh, one in Sporting Kansas, one in Kansas City, two up here in Minnesota. And uh, I mean, I know most of the players on Minnesota are not here anymore. Um, there are a few, obviously, with the NASL holdovers, but there is some bad blood between the Minnesota and Sporting, and so it 100% makes sense to me that MLS would try to like push this as a rivalry. Um, these teams, you know, definitely the ge- yeah, geographic proximity is makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think, honestly, like in terms of markets and everything, um, like these teams are – I mean, Minnesota has, has, has specifically said that Sporting Kansas City is the model that they're striving for. Now, I think they should be striving for more of an FC Dallas model, but they definitely – they are they're sort of modeling their stadium off of a little bit off of what kansas city's like the intimacy of the kansas city stadium which i've been to multiple times is an amazing stadium um and so there's definitely like some i don't know if it's like big brother little brother kind of rivalry but that makes a lot of sense to me so yep
0: absolutely so let's let's get into it uh let's talk about who's good and um kansas city's interesting they got a lot of good players uh and a lot of them are on the back end so uh who do you got? Who should we be watching out for?
1: Well, obviously, you know, their, their back line and Tony Malia are um, amazing. Uh, they've only given up three goals all year. Uh, they have kept five clean sheets uh, throughout the, the season here. Um, <clears throat> and the Kansas City has typically, with some really strange aberrations, been a very good defensive team. But this defensive core um, – uh Madron uh yeah Beasley Zuzi those five have been playing I played I think every single game together and you can't you can't especially sort of, on defense especially that, on defense like, you yeah. really can't knock that consistency like those guys know each other they know how to play with each other they know what the intricacies are what they can do what they can't do how they can help each other out and you know in, in spite of all the problems that Casey has scoring regularly like they definitely um, are one of they're the, they're the best defense in MLS right now. Right. And right. actually, I mean, we're recording this after the uh, after the game today, which they didn't allow any goals. And again, so shocker. Right. Sporting KC kept a clean sheet. So I mean, that defense, Malia, especially in the, as the keeper, like he doesn't have to make a ton of saves, mm-hmm. but he's he's stout enough that he will pretty much sweep up any mistakes that the defense makes.
0: From a statistical standpoint, he's been more effective um he has to regress toward the mean his his effectiveness uh, compared to the, sh- the the shots he stops and the expected goals that he sees is unsustainable long term um, at least it has been so far uh, I want to get your take Spencer uh you're always watching the players who do we need to watch out for in Kansas City well uh Dom Dr- Dwyer is just
2: a bitch he's I think they, SKC really stacks up well against us. They are a better defense than San Jose with a slightly better offense, so I actually am kind of worried about this game. Uh, I think Dom will be the biggest challenge for our center back pair since Fernando Adi. Within our what does his season. play style pose as a challenge to our center back He's pairing? He's just physical, constantly kind of putting pressure on them with his runs and in, is kind of – physical play, kind of um, pressuring them into making fouls, uh, just being annoying, for lack of a better word, doing the things that center backs hate to face up against. Um, they have a really strong center back pair, um, which we've struggled against in the past past couple weeks. The one thing we have going for us is uh, they're coming off a double game week. And I believe there'll be some squad rotation for for uh, Kansas City at least there has been in past years when they have two games in a week so I'm hoping that plays in our favor I also think <laughs> Molino stacks up really well against their starting right back Graham Zusi because he is not a defender no matter what <laughs> Vermes uh no matter how Vermes wants to play him so I think if this is a great game for Molino just to stay on that left side and not switch like he has with in some of the f- past few weeks and just sure. put a lot of pressure on Graham Zusi.
0: You know, I, I kind of like Zussi in uh, in the mold of Thiessen. Uh, I think <laughs> Thiessen is somebody, uh, so it's it's not uncommon for fullbacks to get forward in modern football, but um, I think that Thiessen also is somebody who can interchange on the passes. He can be part of that creative buildup. He's not just a dude that streaks and you got to put a through ball in front of him. I think Zussi can do some of those things, although even in a midfield position, he's past the height of his powers. Um, in fact, I look at Beasler and, and Graham Zussi as the two DPs that, say, that Sporting are sitting on. And although Sporting Kansas City's a very good team, they've got to be thinking, eh, fuck. Like, you know, we got two cool hometown-ish kind of dudes, and that's fun. But, uh, goddammit, guys. I just wish we weren't paying you. Okay, whatever. Um, Anyway, so, uh, Dom Dwyer 16 goals last year, which is is a really good year for any forward. Behind him in second place uh, was Benny Failhopper with seven. And is a great, really well-rounded midfielder whom we still have to watch out for this week. He's He's great at pulling the strings with a very well-weighted through ball that finds the little the little spaces in the field that nobody else sees. And I'd love to see him get some more U.S. Uh, men's national team attention now that uh, now that Jurgen Klinsmann is dead. Uh, but beyond that, there's not a lot of goal scorers, and that's that's a big problem for him. If Dom is having an off night, or if you find a solution for that uh, 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 to to mitigate what he does. There's not other people who are sweeping up, uh, uh, you know, the Chris Wondolowski-style uh, rebound goals and doing other stuff. So uh, that for me is a big key. If you neutralize Dom Dwyer, whom I have a picture of me and him in an airport while he's trying to eat pit- pizza, and I demanded a picture from him by the way, it um, was <laughs> the Colorado airport. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I know he's his sellers looking at me like this podcast super is done. Cool. Yeah, um, he was super pissed. Actually, uh, he wasn't even yeah, pretending.
1: I, I would be super pissed too because it's really hard to be the second best striker in your house.
0: Holy shit! Listen, so so we gotta watch out for Sydney's husband. I think that's that's one of the biggest <laughs> things we need to think yeah, about. Yeah, Sydney's
1: it. husband is you know I guess he's also got a he's also got a fucking temper and he gets yellow True. cards um, on the reg and so. Um, I don't know. Like we talk about the, the talk about like Kansas City attack. Kansas City attack has been mostly trashed this year. They have th- three games uh, where they actually put up multiple goals. Um, they scored three against RSL. Shitty fucking defense. Not they hard scored, to do. They scored three against Colorado. Apparently, easier team, to do this year than we shitty, thought shitty it would be. Yeah. And they scored two against San Jose uh, in Kansas City. Now, sporting like San Jose actually has a fairly good defense, as we saw. They can, you know, put together a game. Um, but they still did. So other than that, they scored uh, eight of their goals of their eight games have come in three games. They got one goal in every other in every game. every other game. That's sad. So the, the attack is – can be potent. And I guess, you know, two – let's say three or four weeks ago, I would be – I was a lot more worried about this game just because of how Minnesota's defense has played. But in the last several weeks, we've seen that Minnesota has actually been playing pretty good defense, team defense. Um, well, um, right, but some, is is Minnesota, Minnesota
0: going to pick the lock on on Kansas City's defense? Is the that's question. the thing.
1: So I don't know. But I, I, in terms of like we're talking about, you know, who sucks. Like I don't, I don't, one hundred percent believe that Dom Dwyer is going to come in here and uh, roll Minnesota's. Uh, roll Minnesota's uh, defense I don't believe that Benny Failheber, um has sort of some of the um, technical abilities to uh, get us now if they're if we're if if Sporting Kansas City is getting set piece after set piece after set piece then I'm worried like if they're if they're forcing our defense to put the ball out of play um, because obviously we've seen our defense's shit at set pieces not just recently but before Over the that last even. few years yeah. the last few years actually <laughs> yeah quite frankly um, that is where there might be a potential um, uh, opportunity where I think that, you know, Casey could could run us if they get a couple early goals off of set pieces. But I don't I don't I don't believe in the Sporting Kansas City office. And I am a true believer in Sporting Kansas City as I think they're going to win the double, if not the triple this year. So, um I think they they bang out these games one to and nothing. And they, I don't think they care yeah. about winning. They're the 2017
0: um, Colorado Rapids. Yeah,
1: I don't think they care about winning four to nothing. I think they care about winning one to nothing. They don't. So, which is I I don't know. It well, gives, well let it gets people uh, g- keeps people in the game and gives them an opportunity. So
0: let me give you what I'll I'll call a counterpoint because I don't fully disagree, but. Um, It's maybe evidence to the contrary. I don't know. So this year, and eight games is a small-ish sample size. I mean, 34 games is itself kind of a small sample size. But uh, so far, they are 10th in the league in shots taken. You wouldn't expect out of 22 teams they'd rank 10th. 10th in shots taken. um, They are ranked uh, uh, 13th in shots on goal and then tied for 17th. In actual goals so as <laughs> as the metric becomes more about an a affi- an effective attack It gets worse and worse story for them, but so it's not that they're not even taking shots So so simply to say that they're content to not put in offense is not necessarily fully true But they're not clinical they're taking uh, low percentage shots uh, And they're not effective uh, uh, when they do choose to take those shots so um, That too I, I think we play the kind of defense that we've seen lately. I, I think if you um can play a compact defense. I've said this before. If you can play a compact defense, uh, perhaps this is the week to switch Zeller. You're gonna look at me with laser beam eyes here. I can feel it. Uh, maybe Don't this, you fucking say Colin Warner. Maybe this is the week to Don't play with God the two damn defensive damn say Colin midfielders Warner. again. You motherfucker. Okay, so you play Colin Warner in a more advanced uh, position. He's not playing strictly as a destroyer or anything like that. But he's not playing as an Ibsen either. Um, but you play with both of those roles. It becomes a four-two-three-one. Ibarra on the left and Molino on the right. Venegas in the middle. Um, I've never thought of Venegas as a ten. I've always thought of him as a second striker. I've always thought that left a hole at the number ten for us. But we don't have, in my opinion, a true number ten who can do that effectively. But behind them, you have uh, Sam Cronin and slightly more advanced. You got a Colin Warner who both can drop back, and that becomes their primary uh, responsibility. And then we play the counter game. What do you think about that? Rapido counter. Yes, I'm talking about bunkering and countering at home. What do you think about that?
1: So you are literally advocating for Colin Warner in the starting lineup on Sunday. I I just want to make sure that I heard you correctly. Is that correct? it was a, it was a
0: soft advocacy. I'm sa- I'm saying that is one of the options, and I'm saying it could be effective against what I think Sporting Kansas City does well and does poorly. Um, that's my thought, Spencer. What are your What's your take on this? So, le- well so let me let me let me. Oh let me, my le- God! Okay, let me no no. Let me here. I, yeah, I, let's finish this.
1: I don't. So how I want us to play Kansas City, and Colin Warner actually might make some sense. Is I want us to basically punch Kansas City in the face. Um, <laughs> Like I, literally, why I want someone to punch Dom Dwyer in the face. Um, Colin Warner makes more sense there. The the problem, and, and this is this is the problem I have with Colin Warner. It's all i always have with Colin Warner when he's on Houston here in Minnesota is that he's not he he is a defensive midfielder, but he thinks he's not a defensive midfielder, and so That's I worry that you start Colin Warner like at least with Ibsen, you know what Ibsen's going to give you. For the most, part. you know, good, you know, good Ibsen, and you know, bad Ibsen, right? There's not much difference there, um, <laughs> in terms of like sprawling on the goddamn floor and and like writhing in agony, like, waving your hands to the gods. But Ibsen generally has a pretty standard level of uh, of what he gives you. Colin Warner um, is all over the goddamn field, and not in a good way. Like he is all over the fucking field, and I worry with a team like kansas city that has players that have been playing together for years they would just exploit the shit out of colin warner trying to do, do too much on the on the attack um i mean if colin warner is your destroyer great like if he's standing in front of the center backs and just destroying people as they're coming anywhere near the fucking box yes but colin warner is just you look at any heat maps of colin warner and he is he's on the left he's on the right He's down the middle. Like, there's no consistency into the, the, the runs he's making. It's a and lukewarm that, map. It's a very lukewarm map. So that's my that's my concern with Colin Warner. So Spencer, what yeah. what if we
0: play a one three 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 <laughs> like a 60s style? Like you play a defensive mid that's behind the defense. I mean, he's not a midfielder at that point, but but he becomes that stopgap. Huh? Don't respond to that. Why don't you just say what you were <laughs> gonna work. say?
2: I mean, I think this speaks to our our lack. We we. Our position of need is a true number 10. I think we're going back and forth between Ibsen and Warner and Schuler and none of them really are providing the full everything we need in that spot. I I don't mind the idea of Warner starting there with Ibsen kind of subbing in late. I don't think Ibsen is a full game player, but I like him coming in maybe if we keep it 0-0. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> All of his opinions are informed by we s- we what see- we see. <laughs>
2: That's that's pretty much true actually I mean we seem to be a second half team on offense I mean I like Starting Warner keep a 0-0 Bring in Ibsen give him a half Or 30 minutes and get a goal or two Seems to be a winning Strategy for us Is Lacking a true number 10
0: If you can find one let us know
1: Yeah, I don't know I, di- I mean so I disagree on Ibsen the last two weeks though Ibsen the last two weeks has played really well yep. Both on offense and defense And so I know we talked about this several weeks ago about how ibsen plays up to his competition i think ibsen is finally realizing like where he is he's the liverpool
0: at, of mls
1: that that is true um as as a player like he's not as fast as he once was so he can't keep up with players but he understands like okay in ASL he could get away with being smart more often than not um <laughs> Here he, he can. He actually needs to track back a little bit. I don't know if anybody read the uh Schieferdeck article um, the three things after the uh, San Jose piece and he actually had a heat map for Ibsen. Ibsen was actually tracking back and making tackles and winning balls on our half of the field and closer to the box. So, I, I mean, I don't 100%. I know we've, we've ragged on Ibsen, um, whether it's hot Ibsen or cold Ibsen. I think it's been more hot Ibsen than cold Ibsen and I understand we've been playing we played three games in a row on turf so i i think it might make actually sense like just for you know like knees and and health of the team that ibsen doesn't play and that we we do see warner i mean that that wouldn't surprise me i guess i wouldn't be it wouldn't be the, i wouldn't be the most upset about it but it, it kind of depends on how warner plays in this game to save ibsen's knees maybe he comes on like you said for the last 20 minutes of the game If hopefully we kept it close because Ibsen, Ibsen can create some shit. He can create some amazing shit. So, um, Ibsen's yeah, knees I mean, have to
0: be pretty much powder at this point from falling to them every time the <laughs> call doesn't go his way. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to move on. So so let's talk about predictions. Uh, Minnesota versus Kansas City, who do you got?
1: Um, so Minnesota came out and played like shit on last Saturday, uh, both halves. They played limp. If they come out limp again in the, in the first half of this game, I think – Kansas City gets a goal and we lose two to nothing however so I'm gonna couch that with this I think Minnesota doesn't do that um I think we grab a lead I think there's probably a late goal I think Minnesota gets a draw at home um which would be four points out of nine on this homestand which isn't the worst in the world um but honestly Minnesota needs to come out playing hard right from the get-go they can't Waiting for the second half. It's been it's been game. two
0: weeks in a row where we came out in the first half. We were contemplative, hoping for that perfect pass, kind of waiting Damn. for it, looking for it.
1: So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, yeah. I think it's a one-one draw.
0: Okay, good guess, wrong, but a pretty good guess. I've got uh, Minnesota zero, Sporting Kansas City one. This has honestly Sporting is the very same kind of team as San Jose is. Uh, Probably better than them. Yeah, Yeah. a better version of San Jose. That's what it is, and so uh,
1: better players, better better coach, better everything. It's it's a
0: better version of San Jose's game on the road. So um, yeah, I see a similar argument. I would argue that
1: that Kansas City is a better version of San Jose, city-wise, because I've (laughs) been to Kansas City, but you know, you don't like Kansas City. It's kind of a shithole, man. It's kind of a shithole. Yeah, no one. They can't decide which like which state it's in. Like, what the fuck is that all about? That's fair. That's you know. Pick a side. Once. <laughs> Come on. There should
0: be like a Kansas City uh, Civil War. Uh, Spencer, do you want to give us a prediction? I, we're putting you on the spot here. We didn't yeah, ask you to make a prediction.
2: I'd go 1-1 only because SKC is coming off a uh, game earlier this week. If it went for that, I'd, I, I'd agree with you with, uh, on the 1-0 win for them.
0: Has there been research done on uh, the impact of short weeks on results? Somebody just needs to compile a bunch of data and an say this is how research, it comes out.
2: Uh, <laughs> Reddit research indicates that Vermees tends to rotate his squad on double game weeks, so I think we face a slightly weakened team, and because of that, I think we get a tie.
0: Do you Reddit research for your fantasy stuff? I do. Good lord! All right, one more <laughs> tip for the. Do you Reddit? Do you
1: Reddit uh, research for anything else? <laughs> just fantasy, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> I, I, he didn't say what fantasy, but, you know, <laughs> oh, let's, let's go with it <laughs> All
0: of my fantasy research is online, trust me uh, Let's move on to Pixar, it didn't happen Let's recap what happened last week We've gone long, we've talked a lot, a lot of great stuff uh, So so I want to move quickly through. through this Let's, let's barrel go. through them So Toronto FC played Houston, beat the hell out of them 2 to nothing. we both called that
1: Yeah, good job, Giovenco and Altidore, heating up
0: Yeah, like they should be Montreal lost to Vancouver 1-2, to two. what do you got?
1: Uh Yeah, Battle of the Lesser Canadian teams. Uh, I was surprised Vancouver won that game. I think we both had Montreal. So
0: I thought Canada would lose that game, and they did. Uh, so let's talk about Orlando uh, City SC. I always want to call them some other thing, like, I don't know, Orange yeah. County or something. Orlando City SC versus Colorado. Orlando City walked away 2 to nothing. We both had that one right.
1: Yeah, so to me, OCSC seemed like a fluky team. I mean, they keep winning one nothing games. And then they came out and actually played really goddamn well. And I f- always forget kaka has been out since like week one And Kakas back now And so Fuck I mean Orlando's kaka! Top of the Eastern Conference uh, Maybe they can keep it up I don't know We'll see
0: It could happen to uh, worse teams uh, The Red Bulls The Bread Bulls Beat Chicago Fire 2-1 to one. You were the only one who called that Zeller
1: Yeah because the tire fire's back My friend Sorry. Okay I'm,
0: I'm off the hype train Okay <laughs> I, s- I spent how many months now On the Chicago Fire hype train uh, Several It's run out of coal
1: me. Fourteen weeks. Sorry. Till today, the coal, the coal uh, is gone. Yeah, it's I mean, now the Snowpiercer train. Jesse Marsh decided to play. You know the 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 you know the squad that works the four two three one. Good, good job, buddy. He's and they're they're I think they're in second place in the Eastern Conference right now. Red
0: Bulls are always fucking up there. We're not barreling right now. New York City FC beat Columbus Crew three to two in a fun game.
1: Yeah, Manchester West stole three points from the crew.
0: I'll never stop thinking about them that way. <laughs> Those fuck. I never will. No, I hate them. Uh, same with the the uh, Australian counterpart. Uh, San Jose—that's Man- that's Manchester East. Manchester yeah, right. Not Manchester Central or whatever. Uh, San Jose obviously beat Minnesota United one to nothing. I guess, yeah, I don't we, talked, talk about that. we talked. We yeah. talked. Well, we didn't talk about it. Fuck That's that that the game. right amount. Yeah. Uh, so uh, FC Dallas and Portland Timbers actually tied two to two. That was my game of the week.
1: That was a really fun fucking game. Uh, so Portland thought looked like they were gonna win that game, steal three points in FC Dallas, and uh, you know FC Dallas got a goal in the 81st minute to to secure a point. So yep. good on them.
0: No, I haven't for a few games now. Talked about. Um, <laughs> you and I getting the picks right and that's uh, don't worry I didn't forget we just haven't gotten any of the picks right lately uh, sporting Kansas City did beat rail Salt Lake three to nothing though in a big offensive uh, diarrhea burst from sporting uh, we both called that though
1: yeah I mean like I said Casey's gotten nine goals a season eight of them in four in uh, three games so good lord
0: yeah um, they've only allowed three three goals in eight though good that, yeah, that's, really that's good, an incredible really good pace three goals uh, Seattle and New England tied three to three. Why not? This
1: actually might have been the game of the week. Did you watch this game at all?
0: I I predicted that um, FC Dallas and Portland would be the game of the week. Obviously, this game was bonkers. So
1: yeah, the Revs were up three nothing in the 75th minute. Steven Fry, um, who was my goalkeeper. Actually, I think I crop. I think I had cropper in nets. Yes, uh, last week. But uh, he gave yeah, up cropper a cropper in net. A howler of a fucking <laughs> goal. And then uh, and then Seattle decided in the 70th minute they were going to score goals and they got three goals in 12 minutes. Sporting c- pull, can do that anytime. Pull a goddamn point out of their ass in Seattle. Yep. So uh, New England I don't know. New England's not New England's dead to not me. Not t- I'm done yeah, with New England. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's and it's the same old story, right? It's a, it's a great offense but it's an incomplete team.
1: Yeah, none of us neither of us got that one right. Neither of us called that.
0: Uh, LA Galaxy Philadelphia, that was a 0-0 draw. I I think that we actually talked about how terrible this game would be yeah. before.
1: <laughs> and someone predicted a, a win from somebody. I don't remember even who you I I predicted
0: somebody would do something yeah, and, and I, I was wrong. And I, I how naive. It was
1: a shitty ass 0-0 draw and it was a shitty ass. You got it exactly right. Draw.
0: Now what nobody predicted, not just you or I, but anybody in the whole galaxy. I predicted
1: the score just the wrong the wrong way.
0: Well, that's not predicting it, is it? Yeah, uh, I predicted that my marriage would last four years, and I was wrong. Okay. Uh, D.C. Mallory well, Uni-
1: Pugh signed a, con- uh, a professional contract. So you know. yeah, with
0: me, a professional contract to marry me for life is what she signed. Okay, D.C. United beat Atlanta United three to one. Started with an Atlanta goal, and you're already thinking, "Holy shit, here we go, Atlanta at home." We know what this is going to look like, and then D.C. comes back three goals, three to one. And the uh, the United Cup this is gonna be so the United Cup is a thing, right? Three yes, United is gonna be a thing. This is going to be somehow mathematically all the teams are going to have a negative goal differential in the United <laughs> Cup. I don't know how it's gonna happen, that but it's would gonna be, happen.
1: That'd be fucking awesome. Um I mean my, my note here was like did DC provide a blueprint to fucking shut down Atlanta? Like they shut down the counterattack? Do you know the what the
0: do you know what the possession stats were?
1: Uh, it was like Atlanta was like like 67, sixty seven. About seventy five. Yeah. Oh, it was even more than that. It was okay. about like
0: 75, 25 So, I mean, did in favor the, of Atlanta.
1: Basically, yeah. I'm saying, like, did DC provide the the blueprint to beat Atlanta? I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Somebody must we'll have see. picked
0: up uh, Minnesota United's blueprint and threw them in the garbage. I guess. <laughs> but, um, we didn't barrel through that at all. So let's look at running totals. This this wasn't a fun week. I mean, it was I did better l- than you? Shut up. Hey, we're tied now. God, <laughs> uh, you're you're blowing all my uh you know my load. Uh, sorry, I'll, or whatever you know, I'll stop, whatever they say. Stop. i I'll stop,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'll stop uh, stepping on your touchdown. Yeah, though. please do that.
0: So this week you were five and six, respectable-ish. That puts you at 40 and 54 over the course of the year. Again, we don't count. You know, we don't count ties in there. You either got it right or you got it wrong, so it's okay. Uh, I went three and eight this week. Um, I'm going to blame it on uh, preparing for the hard hitting Spencer on (laughs) use interview that we just conducted. We are both now 40 and 54 on the season, so the heat is on. (laughs) I just sneezed. All right, so let's talk about week nine picks. And this, I I swear to God, I want to go quickly through them, all right? right. So let's do it. Spencer,
1: you want to jump into?
0: You want to call some of these games? (laughs)
1: I'll step in if I feel (laughs) bad. All right, sounds good.
0: All right, tap us on the shoulder because we're going to go quick, all right? Uh, this game definitely didn't already happen. Toronto FC and Orlando SC. Who do you got?
1: I had Toronto two to one. Nailed it. Did, it, did we nail it? Yes. That's oh, what. That's what I, I had too. I, I, I wrote That's what I had. To <laughs> I, <laughs> I w- swear to God, we didn't make. It. I wrote the script before <laughs> we actually uh, ma- take, take imagine that two
0: two Amazing. dudes announce their calls after the game already happened and they get it right. <laughs> 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 perfectly right. Wonderful. Who do you got? Sporting Kansas City, New York had sporting Red
1: Bulls beating Red Bulls two two to one. Apparently, Most. it was two to nothing. Right <laughs> game that
0: also did not just happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had Kansas City beating Red Bulls one and like so. Uh, for in terms of who won, we're on the right track. Yeah, we're a both we're two and zero. Yeah, in a game where we uh, announce picks after they happen. So uh, let's get into the games that haven't, uh, that definitely haven't already happened. I can, I can happened. vouch for the fact they weren't actually
2: checking scores, so those are legit picks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you
0: man. yeah, That that uh, target allocation money will be in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Colorado Rapids versus uh, Vancouver FC. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I got one one mm-hmm. draw.
0: You know what? I got Vancouver winning two to nothing on the road in Colorado. Colorado is a shit storm, and I don't even mean that metaphorically. It may be literally a swirling tornado of feces. Uh, Seattle Sounders and Toronto FC.
1: Uh, rematch of uh,
0: 2017 MLS Cup, three to one Sounders. Yep. Uh, I've got Seattle winning three to two. I don't think Seattle can keep Toronto from not scoring two goals. Guys like Jimenko and them,
1: but uh, they can score some goals too. Uh, DC and Montreal think you're cheating off of me here I got 1-1 one, one to draw these two teams yeah we'll
0: see if the pick is correct before we decide I'm the guy who just pulled pulled a three and eight last week I, I'm not cheating okay uh, DC and Montreal one-to-one <laughs> uh, uh, we got Philadelphia hosting the New York bread bowls who do you got
1: um, I think the question is does Jim Curtin get fired after this game I think the answer is yes it's- is he and, shown the curtain? Uh, yeah, he loses to Red Bulls, one to three. Goodness. I've got uh, – you can't call a Philadelphia win.
0: It can't happen. okay? Uh, Red Bulls only winning one to nothing because it's on the road. I'm going to give them that much, but even I feel a little bit tentative about it. Uh, Columbus and New England, whom do you got?
1: Uh, I got the crew winning one to nothing over the Revs. Got
0: the crew winning two to nothing. I mean, and it's tough for me to say New England won't score any goals. They do have a capable Offense, but they run hot and cold, and holy shit, they, they just don't get the results that they deserve. Um, Houston and Orlando Sporting ZCS.
1: All right, so we got the best uh, defensive team in the Eastern Conference versus one of the best uh, offensive teams in the Western Conference at home. I like Houston winning two to one over uh, Orlando City.
0: You know what? I put Houston Orlando one to one here. I put a one to one tie, but you just said something out loud with your mouth, and you want to change it. I'm gonna change it to two to one. You it's happening. I'm changing it right of now. of shit. I, you know what? Houston at home is real good. That's my only thing. As a home game. Houston is about as sure a bet at home as anybody. Um, the uh, Real Salt Lakes versus the Dallas FC Pizza Hut Parks. Who do you got?
1: <laughs> um, I got Dallas winning 3-1. to one. I don't know why they score three goals, but I think they, they score three goals. And I do. Real Salt Lake can't score for shit. So. I, I think
0: Real Salt Lake shoots JR one time, and then Dallas ends up winning 3-1. to one, So, uh, L.A. versus Chicago.
1: Uh, uh i'm can, sorry L- la galaxy yeah can i not not do, fc yeah can i yeah lfc <laughs> uh can i shoot both of these teams in the head i think it's a 1-1 one, one draw uh,
0: yeah um, they're both tire fires they honestly. should probably listen chicago is not fire, tire fire territory we've seen chicago in tire fire territory they're not there that's I, i've gently hopped off the train at the platform on them but I, that train is not barreling into the into the fiery furnace, okay? That said, um, this is not a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, L.A. lose to Chicago. Uh, Chicago puts up a two-spot. They still got, uh, uh, what's his name, Schweinberger or whatever, you know. Yeah, um, Pigfucker. Pigfucker, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking and of Dax McCarty.
1: <laughs> Dax McCarty and Pigfucker. Speaking, speak,
0: speaking of Pigfucker, San Jose and Portland, who do you got? Uh, I don't know why that was a transfer. There's no sense. Fernando Audi is. Fernando Audi is. I don't know. <laughs> no uh,
1: is, San Jose has got a really good defense, but Timber's got too much firepower. Two to one. Two Florian timbers. Jungworth
0: is number twenty on the uh, Audi Audi Power Index or whatever. He's twentieth. Florian Jungworth Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. As a defender for San Jose, the the lowly San Jose's, yeah. Good for him. Which kind of amazed me. Yeah, very good for him. Good for uh, Audi. Do you know what the... I told uh, the award for winning uh, the Audi uh, Player of the Year, the Audi Index Player of the Year Award. Do you know what the award is?
1: Is it a a car?
0: They get a one-year lease on an Audi. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That is the award to them. (laughs)
1: Holy
0: shit. A one-year lease on a car. (laughs) Then you can return it or... I don't Good know.
1: job, you You probably MLS. turn it into a paid lease. <laughs> Motherfuckers win cars for winning us goddamn slam dunk contest. <laughs> I know. You get a one year lease on a car. And you, your best player of the year wins a fucking one year lease on a car. And,
0: and, and so, so last year's winner was David Villa. Can you imagine somebody who's got the cashola that David Villa has now driving around? It's a nice Audi. It's a nicer model. But he's got a one-year lease on an Audi. Can you fucking imagine that?
1: Oh, he's not driving that shit. He gave it to his, like, his, like oh, no. third cousin, like, twice removed, who's, like, driving this Audi. Well, who, give it who, back. who now
0: has to transition into a paid lease on the thing or get rid of it? It's a terrible gift. Um, anyways, uh, what were San Jose, Portland, OD do you
1: got? <laughs> I said Timbers, two to one. I
0: stopped paying attention. It was uh, uh, I've got Portland winning two to nothing. Uh, Minnesota and Kansas City, we both kind of uh, talked about what we yeah, had. Yeah, one one for me. I've got Minnesota losing one to nothing. Uh, New York City and Atlanta. This should be a good game. Uh, ostensibly a good game.
1: I think so. Although Atlanta likes to play wide and and cross it in, and I think with where they're playing in Yankee Stadium, I think uh, they're not going to be able to do that. I think there is New no York, wide in. New yeah, there is. There is literally no wide. You can literally throw a ball into the net uh, from the sideline, um, from the touchline. So I think uh, New York City FC wins three to one.
0: Well, um, Uniel Assad was suspended for throwing windmill arms at uh, at uh, Portland players, so that's not going to help their uh, wide game either. Uh, I've got a two-to-two game. I think it's going to be a fun one, but I don't think it's always going to be a pretty one. So, yeah, we didn't barrel through that either, did we? Uh, let's talk about <laughs> indulger fantasy. We've already talked about fantasy in general. Zeller, how many points did you get last week?
1: I only got 59 points. That's really sad. Well. Uh,
0: I got 72 points, which is not going to win me any awards, but uh, respectable. You are now at 483 points. I am at 488 points. I am firmly well ahead of you in the points right there.
1: <laughs> Five whole points. Five
0: points, yeah. Uh, you're in 13th place. I'm in 12th place. We got the number one here. Brothers Demidoff, Spencer Anius is here. 101 points last week only added to his overall league in this uh, league in the standings. Oh, fuck I was trying to say. So, uh, brothers Demidov sits on 643 points, way back. About uh, trying to do my math here, 61 points behind him. Costa Rica loon uh, Adu was going to be on the podcast night, but he uh, decided that he wanted his career to go well. Yeah, so he, he didn't want really to get fired
1: from his job.
0: Yeah, which is ridiculous. Uh, and finally, Looney Bin, uh, Patrick Rideen, five hundred and seventy-two points, only ten points behind Costa Rica Loon. But everybody is chasing the Russian novel that is uh, the Brothers Demidov. So, uh, can, can,
1: can you actually just like explain the Brothers Demidov to people, too? Because that'd be a, that'd be interesting to hear. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was just
0: based on the Brothers
2: Karamazov. That's really have you read that book? It. Yeah, you yeah. Like it? My, uh, I met my wife. We were uh, both reading Anna Karenina so we have a affinity for russian literature so so you
0: you (laughs) met your wife over a book whose opening line literally is all happy families are the same every unhappy family is unique it's basically that's what the yeah and he was the main character you you met your wife over a novel around (laughs) poor marriages it doesn't bode well but and here you are here you are Did I? did I mention on this podcast My story about the, How I took my wife to a movie The day I asked her to marry me Did I mention that on this podcast Or is you it took
1: your wife to a movie And then asked you to marry her Did I mention
0: on the podcast No 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 no, no. Oh So this is to- We're gonna have to edit All this shit out Um No so um the day I knew I was going to ask my wife to marry me, we were just going to have a date day. I didn't have a lot of money. We did stuff we liked to do. and One of them was like, go to the movies. We did some other stuff too, but that day, I did, we didn't live near each other. We lived three hours apart, and so seeing each other was a rarity, so we tried to make a big deal out of it. But we, anyway, we went to the movie. She really liked scary movies. I took her to a scary movie. I cannot remember the name of the scary movie, but here's the basic premise of it. A couple who's been together for a long time goes to the wedding of their friends. The man intends to propose to the woman while they have this like kind of romantic, you know, weekend-long getaway for this uh, wedding-related thing. She ends up saying no to him, but now they're stuck at this cabin for the weekend because they got it, they paid for it. There's nowhere they can go. And then they get tracked down and murdered in the cabin. So I'm sitting here with a ring in my pocket at the movie theater watching this movie where she says no to marrying him and they both get fucking murdered. And I'm just like sweating. Are you okay, honey? Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, no. Nothing going on over here. Just carry on. So. Similar to how you ended up meeting your wife, Pretty I guess close, is what yeah. I'm what, to say.
1: Was, what was the name of this fucking movie?
0: Oh, I told you, I can't remember. It was. It was called the people who didn't get married, but then also got murdered. I think it was. It was, the, 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 it was the working title. Um, <laughs> all right. Do we have uh, any Twitter questions?
1: Uh, we do, but I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> we can. Do, we can do it next week. Basically, the, the question it, it was from Hockey Milwaukee, who asks fuck questions all the time. <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? We're not yes. getting into Yes, that. it is. We're not. Period. period. Oh, yes it is Oh you did talk about it okay, <laughs> yeah. Period There you go So Where you, can they find us You can find us uh, Dave's I Know dot com That's uh, Daily soccer Look for that site To be uh, changing Relatively soon Major not just, site format Not just me change. Doing yep. uh, some sexy European uh, Recaps And yeah. uh, MLS precaps Can I, can I, can I, can I give 100% one hint uh, Accurate by the way
0: Can I give a hint at what, what you're going to see Oh yeah We have a staff of writers We Oh shit Yeah we do We have a staff Of about eight writers Right now Which is very <laughs> staff exciting.
1: is it, it implies that we pay them <laughs> We have volunteers. Does it imply that we pay them? We're not paying them anything. We have volunteers. They get a
0: cut of all of our ad money. Let's just say that. Uh, You can find us at Twitter. He's drinking beer. Forget it. (laughs) At. He's he's drinking beer. You're totally fucking blood.
1: Uh, You can email us questions again. As I say, if you email us a question at thedavesignowmn at gmail.com and give me a mailing address and a thing to say. I will write that. I will just... If you give me your mailing address... This week it turned into news. I'll just write you a a very funny, happy note about things. Talk about soccer, whatever. We could start a correspondence over the written letter. The written letter is going away. We need to save the written letter. Why? Facebook, fuck it. Um, (laughs) iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud... Maybe coming soon to Google Play. Yeah, Google I don't Play's, think it is. I think are, we've Google confirmed it's not. fucking assholes. <laughs> didn't um, Google
0: Play say something like, we're not accepting podcasts? They did. <laughs>
1: they literally told me they weren't what, accepting podcasts anymore. What the fuck does um, that mean? Where can we find you, Spencer? Well, you probably have no reason to follow me.
2: I don't talk about oh, soccer. Please do. at all. I'd actually recommend MLS Injury News on Twitter. If you're interested <laughs> in fantasy, they have some good... Uh, it's a tip I didn't get to. You should track who's injured. Avoid them in your team. If you for some reason want to follow me at spencer agnew <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've
1: never had somebody <laughs> come Jesus out here to plug Christ. somebody else how <laughs>
0: self-deprecating That's, is that i'm to
1: plug mls injury news uh, spencer uh does urban geography is that correct Ur- uh, urban planning urban planning yeah i, t- I tweet God, about that if you're interested <laughs> urban planning follow him if that. you that like urban <laughs> geography <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds very interesting uh you can find uh dave martin at offensive underscore loons Find me at Texas Zeller. Uh,
0: <laughs> we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. Good fucking guys. show,
1: guys. We out Cause we Oh No We can't do nothing at all Oh, Yeah Oh, oh, We do our thing, son As long as you do yours land Here become can con cunt Yeah uh, we, we do yeah. our things, son. Through the act, we attract to hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our things, Do it. We do, it. We, uh, we do our things, son. Someone paint a piece, someone spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our Come things, in, uh, son. I, can, I, can. I can't do nothing at all. Yeah, I know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, nah.
0: yo, I can't do nothing at all.